The story you are about to hear is untrue. Previously on Untrue Stories. Isaac Asimov. I ended up in here because I wouldn't make your stupid robots. Have you heard of Room 101, where we keep the worst thing in the world? This meeting of the People's Board of Dictatorship is hereby... Ray Bradbury, what are you doing? I believe it's called a coup d'etat. Take him away. Warlocks. If now and then we choose to sink our teeth into our fellow humans and feast on their succulent flesh, what of it? There's something that you need to take back to 1948. But what's the thing I have to take with me? That. Ah! Untrue Stories, Episode 6, The Wonderful Visit. Let go of me. No. The bicycle's not supposed to carry two. If I let go, what will happen to me? It's safe. You'll fall into the temporal conduit and undergo rapid hyperchronic calcification. What does that mean? You'll turn into a skeleton. You said it was safe. I meant for me. I'll take my chances on the bike, thanks. I can't steer. Try. We'll be lucky if we don't end up in the pre-Cambrian. My roses. I'm sorry, Mrs. Watchit. Looks late Anthropocene to me. I've been cultivating that bush for 20 years. So, since 1928? Yes, well done. Yes. Good cycling, apart from when you hit the rose bush. Can't be helped. What's your blue friend's name? I'm not sure he has one. Not have one. It's Neville Gipfell. Thank you for asking, Mrs. Watchit. Good to meet you, Mr. Neville Gipfell. Mr. Wells, your niece is in the house with Mr. Orwell. Some sort of policewoman with a ray gun. Another one of yourself. And an old gentleman in an iron lung. I'm off to meet Mrs. Finnegan for a bun. Whatever you're getting up to, just clean up afterwards, eh? Don't press your nose on the window. You look like a child outside a sweet shop. I've never seen this many pure-blood humans in one place before. This is the day Big Brother came back. He's the fellow in the iron lung. Ah, Who's the tall chap with the feet that look like they'd go well with parsnips? That's actually the same fellow, only younger. George Orwell. Another writer. We don't get on very well. He says the future's going to be horrible. I suppose he's right. I'm standing right here, you know. In about 30 years, he'll take over the world and throw me in a prison camp. That last bit's a guess, but it's the sort of thing he'd do. And the lady in the uniform is called Rutherford. She's a sort of time-travelling policeman. And the other lady... Is that Julia? Yes. Bit younger, but... Uh, oh, Julia must have rigged the bike to bring us back here. I certainly wasn't controlling it myself. 
And she said if I brought you here, you could sort everything out. Any idea what you're supposed to do? And don't say, eat somebody. What if I am supposed to eat someone? We're in the past. May as well step on some butterflies. We can't go in there. Why not? Anything could happen. Sounds fun. Big Brother says you should both come in. Hello, Big Brother. Hello, Julia. Hello, Rutherford. George. Hello again. Hello, Wells. Hello, Wells. This is going to get confusing. Can one of you wear a hat or something? Uh, uh, All right. You take the hat, Wells. Give him the hat, Wells. No, Wells, you have the hat, I insist. One of you wear the hat. Doesn't matter who. All right, I'll wear the hat. There, is that better? Which one of you is which? I'm the one with the hat. Oh, of course. Good. Good. Wells, you might not know this yet, but you're a fugitive. I'm going to have to arrest one of you. Or maybe both? Stand down, Rutherford. I haven't got to that bit yet. George, you said I could tell this bit. There's two of you in there? Move over. I am moving. You're on my half. You're on my half. Get. Move. Get. Get your elbow out of my face. Get your face out of my elbow. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Another Wells? How old are you? It's not polite of you to ask. And it's certainly not polite of me to incinerate you with the heat ray built into this modified iron lung. So don't ask again. Are we sitting comfortably? No. Then I'll begin. No one would have believed in the middle years of the 20th century that a chap like George here could actually succeed in overthrowing a superpower. With infinite complacency, men went about their affairs serene in their assurance. Get on with it. One day I was listening to the radio. ...and 26 seats. And the newcomer, George Arthur Orwell. English Socialist and Totalitarian Party. 300... Good Lord, he's done it. Do I know you? Chief Inspector Rutherford, Thought Police. Thought Police? It's a new thing. Let me explain. You've heard of the Gestapo? Stasi? KGB? Yes. (laughs) Lollipop men. Take him! Hey! Oh! What's the bomb for? It's traditional. Move out! One moment, Gov. Why are you taking me? Inner Hebrides Joy Camp. Formerly Jorah. It's a long ride. Joy Camp? That sounds nice. It isn't. It's a prison colony. Why is it called a Joy Camp? That's a new speak. Another of Big Brother's ideas. Big Brother? Did you even read the book? No. It was boring and didn't have any airships. Newspeak is a revision of the English language that makes propaganda easier and original thought more difficult. Basically, we call things what they're not. Oh, we used to call that opposite day. What? No, it's not like that at all. Oh, I see. Not like opposite day. Stop winking. How do you know I'm winking? You put this bag on my head. I just know. We'll start simple. My desig is Think Paul Chief Rutherford. What's your desig? My name's not Herbert. No, that's not it. I have two bite dogs. Do you have beast raids? No, but in smallhood I kept... Keeped. We get rid of all unregular constructs, remember? Keeped? 
Rabbits. Hubcats. Hopcats. My Amuse Crafts contain Kickmatch, Hillwalk and Stringmake. Have you Amuse Crafts? Yes. I plus like writing lie books, riding my two-wheel, playing, uh, golf? Foosball. Foosball. And time travel. Just time travel. And where do you home? I home in Hampstead. Uh-uh. I home in Inner Hebrides Joy Camp. Plus good, Herbert. You get a star. I was put in nerd block with all the other science fiction writers who'd refused to be part of George's regime. Yes, and it was too good for you. So George, your big brother, asked me to make him a bunch of robots, and I refused. Anyone sitting here? It ain't reserved. Then he says, it's not because of the robots. It's because in some parallel timeline, I wrote a shitty review of his book. Asimov. And I hated the book. I know you got your Room 101. That was a rotten trick. Because the book didn't have robots. I mean, what sort of book doesn't have robots? But this world, right? This is the book, ain't it? Some time-traveling putz writes it down and takes it back in time and gets it published. So the reason there's no robots in that book is I didn't make them. Mind if I... Sit here? I can't stop you. Excuse my friend Isaac. He got his 101 yesterday. Please join us. Oh, but I'm forgetting my manners. Zero, one, eight, one, Wells, H, G. Ah! No hat doffing in the canteen. Ursula Le Guin. What is this slop anyway? Mashed Triffid. I heard John Wyndham got put in charge of agriculture. They dangle your dreams in front of you, then pull them away. That's how they got me. My dream, my solution to all of this politics, the culture wars, everything... Ah, come on, there's no solution. And that was my solution. There have always been two sides, and there always will be. Once we accept that, all we needed was for one of the sides to move. Move where? <laughs> to another planet, of course. You're the one that tried to steal the spaceship. That's right, the integral. Designed by Zemiatum himself. Fifty of us, all science fiction writers. Years of planning. A clean break from history. A new start for humanity. Just the good guys. Moving to Mars. Enough supplies to set up a colony for thousands, and then we'd send out shuttles back for the rest. Launch night came. We raided the base at midnight, got aboard. Much too easily. Start of the countdown. But when it got to zero, nothing. It never was a spaceship. It was my room 101. They swept in and they took me first. And they put me in here. I never saw what happened to the rest of them. If they were science fiction writers, they would have been brought here. Unless... Yeah, unless... I'm sorry. So what was your Room 101? My Room 101? All of this. Oceania. This future. George Orwell being right. But he wasn't right. Not if he had to make the world this way himself. That's like... betting on a bouge ball game and then landscaping the course. You know, a funny thing happened yesterday. He poked his head into my cell. Orwell? He was here? Is that what the lockdown was about? Yes. Just said he'd catch up with me later. 
but he grabbed my hand and he surreptitiously passed me this scrap of paper. What's it say? Omelas. Let me see that. Well, what does it mean? It's from a story. One of mine. Omelas is a utopian city, but the happiness of thousands depends on the suffering of one. It's what inspires them to build a better world. That doesn't make any sense to me. It's not for you. It's for me. Why'd he give it to me? Hang on. Weren't there two more of me when I started speaking? I think so. Yeah, there were two. Were there? Yes, because one of them had a hat and one didn't. Yes, there was another one of me sitting right here in between me and... What? Oh, oh, the two of you sort of merged. I didn't feel anything. I saw it. You merged. Did you... That's my shoelace hanging out of your mouth. Well... Maybe I had just one. You pale blue. Easy. Calm down, Wells. Calm down? He ate me. And my hat. You're still here, aren't you? It's not like I took the last one. Something's happening outside. Didn't take the last one? This isn't about politeness. I mean, I don't think there's an entry for cannibalism in Hartley's Book of Etiquette. But that doesn't mean it's acceptable. I'm going to get a better look. Oh, that's our cue. We should be getting away. What's that in the sky? Nice seeing you all. Sorry you got eaten, Herbert. If I'd remembered, I'd have said something. Is this where I get out? How many of you are in there? I don't know. A medium-sized portion, maybe? Oh, get over it. Move your legs, Wells. Um, don't go that way. Uh, Ow! Sorry, can you sort of... Uh, if I move this way, maybe you can climb over. Ow. And I'm out. Thanks for the ride, boys. Guys, there's something happening out there. Oh yeah, there is. Come on, let's go see. Right. Now we're going. Yes, that's us off. Anyone need a lift? Can you drop me off a couple of days ago? Got to meet a man in a tree. Of course. The more the merrier. Climb in. If you could maybe give me a hand? Ow. Sorry. Cozy, isn't it? Oh, I nearly forgot. Herbert George Wells, you're under arrest for thought crime. But I have to take a detour to drop you off at the joy camp. Oh, that's quite all right. That's where I meet George and tell him we have unfinished business. The day he got deposed. Remember, George, when you got deposed? Yes, thank you. I remember getting deposed. That was your 101, wasn't it? Getting deposed by young Ray Bradbury, as I recall. Yes, it was Bradbury, but then he got deposed as well. Then I loaded the both of you in the helicopter, but... When we landed, Bradbury was gone and Wells was there. Ah, that's because after we're done here, we're going to sneak into the helicopter. Where are you taking us? Yeah. I'm driving. Hey! Shh! It's all right, Bray. We're here to rescue you. Now I'm just going to put the bag on my head. If you could tie my wrist. Ah, that takes me back. Is that an iron lung? Get in, Bradbury. Big brother? Put your right over. Seems like a good idea at the time. Consider this an executive pardon. I'll explain on the way. See you later, Wells. Or earlier, or whatever. See you soon, George. Very neat operation it's going to be. So where will... Where did Bradbury go? Funny you should ask. Herbert, because if I recall correctly, 
You're about to find out. Well, get out here. You'll want to see this. Good luck from here on, because I'm afraid this is where it starts to get a bit complicated. Well, you don't want to miss this. Bye, Herbert. Cheerio. Cheerio, Nibogum Phil. Safe journey. And don't eat me again, you little rascal. Push that button, would you, George? I can't reach that button. It's on your side. Well, your knee's in the way. I've got it. It's this one, right? No, that's the heat. <laughs> You've squashed them all off. Oh dear. My house? This is the temporal displacement button. Something's landing. What the hell is it? It's a flying saucer. What do you think it is? Minor stations. Everyone, these are the Martians. Kim Stanley Robinson. How's it going? Alice Ingle Fritz-Jones. And Ellen Merchant. Evening. Edgar Rice Burroughs. And Ray Bradbury. The others are all waiting for you, back in Omelas. Omelas. <laughs> you sneaky bastards. I'm sorry we couldn't tell you, Ursula, but someone had to stay down here. Normally you were stuck in that joy camp eating mashed Triffid. That's what drove us. Humbled us. Made us strive for a better planet. That makes no sense at all. It's okay. I get it. I wrote it. What's going on? What is this? The War of the Worlds? No, no, no. That's what comes next. Untrue Stories was written and produced by Robin Johnson and starred Robin Johnson as George Orwell and Big Brother, Patrick Sprague as H.G. Wells, H.G. Wells and H.G. Wells, Lucelle Nick Gullivan as Chief Rutherford, Rachel Pulliam as Ursula Le Guin, Alexander Walsh as Isaac Asimov, Tara Court as Julia, Canavan Connolly as the Morlock, David Court as Ray Bradbury, and Joanna Laurie as Mrs. Watchit, with additional voices by Eve Morris, Alexander Walsh, and Robin Johnson. The music was by Robin Johnson, and sound effects were sourced from freesound.org. Producing the first season of Untrue Stories is the most fun I've had for ages. I would like to thank everybody in the cast for being part of my daft thing, the audio drama communities on Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit, who are all much nicer than the ambient niceness on those hell sites, we're of course indebted to George Orwell, H.G. Wells, Ursula Le Guin, Ray Bradbury, and every other speculative fiction writer we've played with, and to you for listening. If you've enjoyed the show and you'd like to help us out, the best way you can do that is to tell your friends about us. The second best way is to leave us a positive rating or review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, Good Pods, or whatever site or app you use. And the third best way is to donate a little money to cover our hosting costs via our Kofi tip jar, or by buying merchandise from our store. You can find those links in this episode's show notes, along with our social media. Follow us at untrue underscore stories on Twitter, untrue.stories on Instagram, and untrue stories podcast on Facebook. Untrue Stories will be returning with more exciting, astonishing, and entirely untrue adventures in Season 2. Thank you. <laughs>